Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. Hello, and welcome back to the Super Expander Podcast. I am literally chills, goosebumps, head to toe to share today's guest with you. She is a just a true light, and I have been overcome with gratitude since the moment that I met her. So I'm feeling like I'm having a little bit of a pinch me moment that I, I get to have this conversation with her and share her with you today. Please give a warm, warm welcome to Susie Perry. <laughs> Hi, Corrine. Oh, thank you for the lovely introduction. It truly has been quite a little love affair since the moment I met you properly in person this week and just so honored to be on here with you. Yes, I'm so excited. So just for a little bit of context for everyone listening, Susie is a hypnobreathwork coach as many, many other other things that she does, which you're, you're going to get so the pleasure of finding out today. But we went through, I went through a certification and she led a inner child session. And that was the first time that I ever met Susie. And she really just impacted my life in a way that I never knew that I needed. Walking me through this journey of healing my inner child and releasing so many things that I I had, had no idea that I was, was carrying with me. So since then, I've had the honor and pleasure and just, you know, the gratitude to be able to experience different sessions from her. And just recently, we were together for a seven-day healing retreat in Bali. Ah, so soothing. I, I, mm. we, we waste no time here on the Super Expander podcast and go just deep right off the first, off, off the bat. So mm-hmm. and I, I know you're going to love this one. I want to know, I want you to share with everyone listening who you are deep down to your essence, to your core. Mm, I love that question. So to my essence and core, I truly um, love. I truly tap into the love frequency. I honestly, some days I wake up, I have so much love in my heart to give I literally feel like I'm about to burst and I just feel like my true purpose here in life is to give love receive love and and that's all that truly matters love makes the world go round hey oh oh my gosh so as you can see I mean you're already changing the world because the world needs the world needs so much love right now Mm. and so I picked up from from you just just recently the ritual that you have in the morning 
of giving yourself love, like giving yourself a hug and cradling your face. And so I've been practicing mm-hmm. that the last, the last few days and such an impact in how your day starts, the way that the love really originates from the moment that you wake up in the morning and you can pass that on to every person that you come in contact with, which really starts to create a big ripple effect. So tell me about how that ritual began. Yeah, so that ritual actually began during my brain injury. So during the first day of my brain injury, I was still with my ex-partner. But then after we split up, I still was very isolated at home and bedbound for many, many months and, you know, stretching out for another couple of years for like months at a time, fully bedbound, not being able to have people come and visit me, not being able to leave the house, only like once a week for one hour per week, I was able to see a friend any more than that. And I would be in vertigo for weeks. So the only uh, companionship I had during my brain injury after my partner and I had split up was one hour a week. And it was really lonely. And so during that time, that's when I started hugging myself and just giving myself the love and the intention and the touch that I so craved. And I mean, we all know this feeling now because since COVID, people understood it as well, suddenly being isolated, how that can affect you on like a mental health level, physical health level. So, you know, if you can't get that from somewhere else, truly anyway, even if you can get that from somewhere else, like it truly does start from within. So that's when I started to give myself all the love I needed. Any of the hard days that I had, if I was struggling, then there is like, I feel like, you know, inner child work, which we do so much of in hypnobirth work, like that little scared, lonely child who just is scared in the world that we all have within us. Then that cradling and cupping of the face, there's something so nurturing about that. Oh my gosh, they're, they're, they're so, so is. So part of something that I, the, the takeaway from that is as I started to implement that practice and we were actually just chatting about this offline recently is taking time to sort of romance the small moments in your life and to mm. create rituals around the things that we do to, you know, making life a ceremony and I feel like that is mm-hmm. something that you are so gifted and so talented at and the impact that that, that has on people that, you know, you're when you're holding space for them and even just like for yourself in the way that it anchors in. So when inside of that, when you start thinking about the the little ways of creating rituals and making things special mm-hmm. to anchor them in, what's your what's your favorite, what's your favorite way to do that? Or if someone was like kind of thinking like, well, how you've piqued my interest, how could I start to, to create that vibe in, in my life, in my day? What would, what would be some like tips or things you might share with someone over that? Yeah, well, it really is. It's such an interesting question because I feel like in our society, we're such a productivity-based and action-based, which is wonderful, but it feels like such a revolutionary act to stop and smell the roses along the way. But 
you know, it's in these moments of, and they could just be such tiny moments um, that we bring into our daily lives when we do it, it, the joy that it creates within us, like totally impacts the success of action we're going forward to do anyway. So um, I love to bring in um, a lot of sacred intentions into my everyday and even that goes to when I wake up in the morning, I have like a moment of gratitude with my, I connect to my soul, I connect to my heart. It goes to brushing my teeth, saying mantras, often brushing my teeth with the left hand to get my brain firing in different ways. And yeah, just setting the intention, especially when I hold space in breath work, I really make it into a ceremony for me that is a very important part of my practice and the work that I share is to set a ceremonial space because there is something in that intention that gives it a really deeper power. And I feel like whatever shifts happen in a sacred ceremonial space are like totally expanded. Oh my gosh, yeah. It anchors it in, makes it feel so special, gives you like Mm. so much more presence in in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Making it, it, it doesn't have to be, mm, and it doesn't have to be big things, you know. It's just setting the intentions, lighting candles, flowers, whatever the small things that are that bring you into the moment, that bring you into the body, and let it know that this is a sacred moment. Mm, so good, so juicy. <laughs> so we've kind of already let the cat out of the bag a little bit that you mm. facilitate hypno breath work, but the work that you do is way deeper than facilitating breath work. There's so many more facets to it. So I'd love for you to, to share really the work that you do. Mm, yeah. So one of my true passions in life is to help people thrive through adversity. I have known so much adversity in my life from being diagnosed with cancerous tumors, autoimmune a brain injury and as you know now a broken foot right at this very moment and I feel like it's our moments of adversity that really help us rise it's these are the moments that make us that allow us to see life in a different way to allow us to enjoy the juiciness of life so with the work that I do what I really help my clients in doing is usually clients do come to me because they are going through adversity and I'll just tenderly hold a loving space for them to step into learning the lessons to help them grow and learn and thrive and realize that there are golden nuggets along the way that is actually going to get you out the other side like with more resilience, with more strength, with more love, compassion. And, and with more lust for life, really, that's what I truly believe this is all about. You know, it's like really, truly living from our heart center, living with that love, living with that joy. Mm. I feel like I want you to say that one more time. Lust for life. I think I might be yeah. taking that line and just like <laughs> breathing on it myself later after we hop off this off this session of of chatting your lust for life. That was like that just like hit me so deep. I'm like, oh, that kind of really embodies wealth on just a whole new level when we wake up with this lust for living. And I think that you yeah. 
truly just exude that in your everything that you do, which is something that is just such a magnetic presence. It's, ugh. So along this journey, you have encountered adversity, lots of, lots of road bumps along the way. What has been really the guiding light through adversity for you? Mm, that's an interesting question. The guiding light. It's truly actually coming back to yourself. It's truly coming back to yourself for answers. Like when I first got diagnosed with my cancerous tumors, this was back in 2013. Um, I kind of was not willing to do what the Western doctors wanted to do. And I packed a full suitcase of Chinese herbs and I moved to a Buddhist healing center in Thailand. And I spent six months living in a lot of silence, doing a lot of fasting. And that's when I learned my meditation practice. And I'm so truly grateful for my first teacher there because she always told me that actually the only person who knows our body is us. So the guiding light in every single question, whenever a doctor gives me um, their diagnosis, whenever a health official gives me their opinion, I'm like, okay, thank you. I'll hear it. And then I'm gonna take it home. I'm gonna sit with it and I'll make my decision from there. Because most of the information that I've heard from doctors and health practitioners have taken my power away truly. With my brain injury, you're never going to get better. With my cancerous tumors, you need to cut your body out. They're not statements that empower you. And so I truly believe to never believe a statement that doesn't empower you. So I, I listened to those statements and I was like, okay, thank you. But I knew deep down in my heart that that was not my story. I knew deep down in my heart that that was not my way. So then I went and found different practitioners who told me statements that did empower me. I went and found a neuroscientist instead of a neurologist who told me, you know what, Susie, with stem cells and hyperbaric oxygen, you can get, get I would say, nearly 100% recovery. I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to you. <laughs> and then with my tumors, I found the healing center in Thailand and my Chinese doctor who was like, no, you don't need to have the surgery. We, you can heal in this way. So for me, it's like coming back to yourself and truly listening to your body and remaining in your power when everybody else is trying to give you their opinions. Ah, I, I love that advice. So what is your, when you're kind of staying connected to your power, when you're listening to your intuition, I know everyone's might be a little bit different, what are just the like physical signs of physical messages that you get from your intuition so that somebody can kind of start to hear it and mm. be like, oh, maybe that's what my intuition says too. Like maybe that's how my intuition talks to me. Because I know there are a lot of people out there who aren't quite sure how to discern mm. intuitive wisdom from this like conscious brain wisdom that is like, you know, kind of wants to logically lead us which yeah. isn't always the path that is the right path yeah 
So that's interesting because if if I ever have to question it and logically think about it, I know the answer is no. I have a question for you. Have you joined the Super Expander free mentorship community? If not, what are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. because my intuition always drops it in and it's like I get these I get clear knowing I don't I I know that in uh I know that's a clear sense I don't know which one it is but I get like a clear knowing so I will usually be out on a nature walk or in breath work and I'll just get a message landed and that is such a deep clear knowing to me that if I that I just do not need to question it it's just like that's it I know and then usually if I sit with that knowing, I, I, if I, I know if I, it's true because my, I can expand my breath on it. I'll sit with it and I'll be like, how does it feel in my body? And if my breath feels tight and shallow, that's a no. If my breath feels open and loose, that's a yes. Ah, oh, I like that. If your breath feels open and loose. That actually makes me have a question for you then. So inside of breathwork, mm. I know we're just like all over the map yes. and I'm taking this all over. <laughs> inside of breathwork, I even as, you know, the thousands of sessions that I have practiced on my own, you know, or experienced, there are some times when you're in breath that it feels like your chest is tight. Like you just mm. can't get the the breath in. Do you ever experience that? Yeah, usually if there's something I need to release, Oh, yeah, like an emotion mm-hmm. or, you know, usually if something that's usually if something's coming up for me that I'll get that. Ah, OK. Good to know. Good to know. Mm. OK. I do always so. like to use any physical sensations as a form of self-inquiry. So, you know, if if your chest feels tight or heavy, like I would start to inquire, like what's what's weighing heavy on my heart right now? Mm, or if you get like curiosity. the clawing, yeah, if you get the clawing of fingers, the tetany, it's like, what am I holding on to? And like, so I really love to like just play with like these physical sensations. I'm like, oh, you know, because. I've got to know my body so well over these years of healing. I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? I don't yeah. not listen to my body for sure. Like if, if those sensations come up, I listen. Yeah, absolutely. So when did breath work enter into your story, into mm. your journey? Yeah. So actually one month before I had my traumatic brain injury, I discovered breath work on a belly dance retreat here in Bali also and um, I did one session with my teacher and I was absolutely hooked I then went on to the Bali Spirit Festival and like every single day I was like where's the next breath work where's the next breath work and I went to a class 
every single day for the whole time I was in Bali. It's like so addictive. <laughs> I was like, I am so addicted to this oxygen right now. So like I signed up to all of the teachers, got on all their mailing lists. And then one month later, I had my traumatic brain injury. Now I couldn't leave my bed. And then I saw an email from the Alchemy of Breath that they were doing a 10 month online Zoom teachers training. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be a teacher, but he was my favorite teacher, the Anthony who owns Alchemy of Breath. And I, I was like, okay, I don't actually want to be trained as a teacher, but I do want somebody to hold me in the breath for 10 months. I can open a Zoom room whilst I'm in bed. That was the one thing I could do and just breathe. So I did the, uh, the 10 month teacher's training where every two weeks would have four hours online breathing. And that was honestly my savior. Like it was such a savior for me during that time. It helped me get blood flow and oxygen to my brain. It helped me to have a little community when I wasn't able to see my friends in real life. So yeah, that's how breathwork really entered into my life. And then I wasn't able to keep up with all the homework and the dissertation and the book theses. But, um, you know, a year later, I could. So then he then let me do it the whole training all over again. <laughs> and um, the second time I kept up with the, I was able to do the written homework. Oh my God. So you like have a PhD in breathwork basically. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So every time I, I talk to you, I just find out something is like, you're like the coolest human being, like the coolest stories, <laughs> the most inspiring stories. Like really, truly belly dancing in Bali, living in Thailand and a Buddhist healing center. So many rich stories. But I feel like inside of that, there's got to mm. be so many super expanders that have been part mm. of your journey. And I'd love for you to share your story, your super expander story. I'm, I know you have many, so I feel like this is going to be like, we're going to be doing several more podcasts to be able to talk about all of your super expanders. So maybe just pick, pick one today. Yeah. Okay. Well, if, if it's one, then I obviously have to go for a mutual teacher, Francesca Sittner, who I found like midway through my brain injury. She came in at like the two like two and a half year, I was already two and a half years into my brain injury when I met her. So I got through like the worst of like the physical symptoms. Like I was starting to be able to get out of bed again and I was starting to be able to interact with the world again. But at that time, I, I didn't remember who I was. Like you totally lose your personality. You totally forget who you are during a brain injury. Um, so she literally... I used to be like this little timid bird on the Zoom, just like breathing with her, just not knowing who I was, just, you know, still struggling to leave the house or having the confidence to talk to people. You know, for the first year of my brain injury, I was slurring my words. So that really knocked my confidence. And, and she saw me in a different level to how I saw myself. And she really gave me the tools to start stepping up and regaining my confidence and regaining my sense of self and regaining my worthiness to just be alive and able to function 
in the world again. And I have so much to thank Francesca for. And um, yeah, she really is my true super expander. And now it's just, she's just, she's been like the key to bringing myself back after brain injury. Oh, well, we definitely share a, a common super expander. <laughs> in fact, it's really funny, you know, this, this podcast was born in a breathwork session with, with Francesca. It, it truly was. It, was. it was actually born through our certification. And for everyone listening, if you haven't caught the episode, it's, it's pretty early on. You'd have to kind of go back to listen. And Francesca was on this podcast. So now you can kind of connect some dots and start to see all the people that she's impacted, both Susie and, and myself. And really, she is this, she's just a force that sees mm. the pure potential in in people and has this really special ability to, to call, like really call you up to it. Right. To, she sets that, like, she sets this high standard that you're like, Oh, okay. If you can see it in me, maybe it is possible. Uh, but it's the way she does it too. You know, it's in such a, uh, it's firm, but it's still nurturing, you know? And I think there's something really special about that. You know, it's like still holding the nurture, but being quite firm. Absolutely. That's the key, I think, of a great mm. teacher, a great leader, yes. right? It's it's setting the expectation of greatness, but also yeah. the encouragement to, you know, give you the space, to give you the support that you need in order to rise into it. Yes. Um, and so how did you discover Francesca? Oh, it was via a Joe Dispenza hashtag on Instagram. So I'm obviously in London um, in my bed and I think COVID had just hit and I was like, okay, I'm looking for like another breathwork coach seeing as we're all in lockdown again now back to uh, solitary confinement. And I just found her through a Joe Dispenza becoming supernatural hashtag and I really liked what she was doing, the spin she was putting on breathwork. And uh, she just offered this, I think it was one of her very first deals and I signed up and then she became my mentor and now we are in mastery together. I know, here we are, here we are. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> love it. So along this journey, especially given the fact that you've had some struggles, right? Which I think, first of all, no one who's ever done something great in their life. I mean, their struggle is just the story behind that. So mm. I feel like there's so much gratitude to be had for our struggles. But in that, I feel like there always needs to be a, a driving force of feeling that is, is kind of pushing us that we're always reaching for we're reaching towards what is like, what is that for you? Because there had to be something really that would pull you through these things. Hmm. That's interesting. It, what was pulling me through these things? It was, do you know what? I'm just not willing to live a substandard life. I really am not. Like, I want to live, we get one chance on this earth, or, you know, depending on what religion you follow, depending on your belief, but I want to live. I want to taste it all. I want to feel all the juiciness. I want to suckle the nectar out of every moment and I'm just not willing to not live the fullest life 
Ah, yeah, I think I, mediocrity is definitely probably the, one of the things that I'm most scared of. So I feel that, <laughs> feel that. <laughs> so something that you have, have taught me is just how to really seek joy and embody joy. So what's, what, since I've taken that lesson from you and I've really been kind of making that a daily, daily lens with which I want to see the world through, what is, I don't know, what's, what's your secret? What's a a juicy little nugget you could share about that? (laughs) Okay. So Probably uh, not what maybe your listeners were expecting, but as I shared with you the other night, it's one of my true teachers of joy is realizing our impermanence and actually facing the fact that we're going to die one day. And from a very young age, I, I dealt with a lot of death. I had to look at my own mortality in the mirror a few times in my life. And I really see this as like, manure (laughs) okay so the fact that we have to look at the fact that we're going to die one day like manure is shit right but however if you use manure as fertilizer you can fertilize the most precious growth garden of life to live ah yeah it's so true when you start to really i mean I, i think that we have all heard that cliche, right? It's like, you know, live as if you were going to die, which is, I mean, it's so true. But when you start to like actually bring that to the the top of your mind, the forefront of your mind, it's really powerful. It's a, it's a real powerful mover because, you know, you could have all the money in the bank. You could have all the material things in the world. Mm. But if you only had a few more days left, how would you actually, or a few more months, how would you, how would you live your life? I think that if we just started to wake up and behave from that place, we would be able to squeeze out every last juicy drop that we have, the t- you know, the time that we have on this, this planet. Mm. Yeah. And it is in those small moments and it, it's lingering in those small moments. How often do you like see your pet and just give them a quick pat on the head and then whiz off to work? Or do you, can you actually stay in that moment and just feel it in every cell of your body, like the love of this animal or this person or this coffee and just really linger there? Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's a, that's a real juicy nugget of wisdom (laughs) to leave our our beautiful listeners with it's how can you start to linger in that moment just a little bit longer to like really soak it up and yes and how much that would really impact you but not just impact you I think that the the resonance like when we, we start to vibrate at a different level when we actually take the time to do that and again, that becomes this like trans, like you know, this transferable energy to the people that you come into contact with. Like, how often, if you were in that space, when something happened that might make anger you, would you just not even notice it? You just wouldn't even, or you'd be able to extend some compassion to the person who is not in the level of joy that you're experiencing, and how you might be able to give a little bit of that to them. Exactly. You just hit the nail on the head there. Oh my goodness. So I know that everyone listening wants to get into your world and they need to get into your world. So if you're, if you're 
if you weren't thinking like, oh my gosh, I need to go follow Susie right now. I'm telling you, I'm tasking you. Uh, you you've got to stop what you're doing and you've got to follow her because she's got uh, just so much wisdom to share. So how can they find you? What's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram as Breathe with Susie, S-U-Z-Y. Uh, and of course, that'll be in the show notes for you guys to easily find. And you can go over to Instagram and follow Susie, but don't just follow her. I mean, this is like a social platform. So make sure when you go over, follow her, say hello, and let her know how how you found her, that you were listening to her story here on the Super Expander podcast. And you know, we love when you share. So be sure to share your biggest takeaway and tag us both on Instagram. Yeah. Thank you, Susie. (laughs) Yes, yes, I know, right? So spread love, spread the joy, share the, you know, sharing is caring. So Mm -hmm. I am eternally grateful that we had this time to have this conversation and for you to share your light and share your joy with the Super Expander audience. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kareen. It's such a pleasure. And I will catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media. 